tip off the top, we call it. Race 10 at Geelong, jumping very soon. Barrelin Pearl, box seven. So thought it probably leads that, or at least shows good early pace in that race and hopefully can get across. Uh... Feather back would have been full of mojo, tailing to Tinker Cindy in the straight. Barellan Pearl turned in front. Blackpool Holly, Tyrone Bale getting up on the rail as Tar Rosie. Barellan Pearl beats Tar Rosie though, third Tyrone Bale, then Shimatune and Blackpool Holly, followed by Tinker Cindy and full of mojo, and the run there, 2296. Uh, number six, Dusty Express, might go quite well there. Uh, he split well in a satisfactory trial recently, broke the 22 seconds. I think the seven will keep off the track and just give him a little nice run early and, and he gets the job done there. He's red hot lady, but Dusty Express is well clear. Wicked one charges home, but Dusty Express over Wicked one. Red hot lady, serious mayhem. The inside, Twilight Logan, then Maddox Bale. Woof, woof. On chases for sports bet on SEN track. You didn't want to keep the montage going a little bit longer, Shagger and Keith? Oh, I was pretty happy with <laughs> that length. I think I got caught out of it there. I don't know what happened. Third episode now on the uh, the beautiful SEN track airwaves. I'm your host, Paddy Garshagan. The, the light-hearted look at Greyhound Racing. You know, we like to badge ourselves here at the non-chasers. Joined by the great man Gunner to the right of your radio dial. How are you, Andrew? Don't know about great man, but I am well. Thank you, Patrick. How are you? Very well. Great Irish Hawk. From Scotland. Kenny. <laughs> Heard your voice already. Defending yourself about lack of montage. Taj. Yeah, we got we got Red Cap Manelli up for the place in the, uh, well, the oh. toughest race at Cannington last week. <laughs> well done. Very good stuff. Shagger. Are you well? I am well. Oh, that's yeah. good. Would have, would have liked to have a, have a couple more on the montage there. But, um, yeah, the Meadows didn't pan out all that well last week. But, yeah, glad to have got the first couple in. Ah. Bit bit flat today, the old Shagger. Ah, well, Shagger. He, he doesn't tip the card at five different <laughs> well, he, venues. He gets he, really disappointed. He sets high expectations. <laughs> he does. The big Shag stuff. He had a busy night last night. Oh, well, he's tipped the card many a time. So I've never got close. Um, and Just likes to handicap he... himself to uh, yeah. make it interesting. Speaking <laughs> of handicaps, video emerged midweek. I'll send it around to our little group of uh, the Sandown handicap hurdle races back in the eighties. Now that is a spectacle. If anyone is in the car right now and they don't know what we're talking about, greyhounds used to run in a handicap like the Storwell Gift. Everyone would know that, and they used to go over hurdles. How good is that? Yeah. Bring it back. What? Why is it gone? Uh, I'd say probably welfare issues. Um, so, yeah, I'm not, not really sure on the history of that, but for spectacle-wise, it is quite good. The Sandown Cup richest staying race in the world was run last night. Let's have a listen to how that went down. Jumping well from near the inside, Sipping Clifford out fast. Bronski beats going to cut and run tonight. Straight over to lead by two lengths, Sipping Clifford. And True Detective, the close third. Followed then by Rockstar Beef, he shall power well back to Ella Enchanted Just Terms and Blazing Cartier last of all. Under a lap to go to the railway side and Bronski beat the tearaway leader in the Sandown Cup. Out by four lengths, True Detective, Rockstar Beef. Then he shall power, Zipping Clifford, well back to Anna Enchanted. Just terms and last, Blazing Cartier. Brodsky beats a big leader. Out by four lengths to True Detective. He shall power, starting to wind up, but it's Brodsky beat clear. All that, but wins the Sandown Cup. Brodsky beat a rough result, one at three quarters over True Detective. Third, he shall power. I'll tell you what, Bronski beat, if there is a one more metre in that race, no dice. 
Yeah, Brendan no biscuits. No Brendan shakers. Purcell said after the race that it doesn't have any confidence going into the catching pen. So it might have had an incident previously where it just doesn't like going in there. It might have uh, slipped, fallen over, or ran into the fence or something, and it's still got memories of that. So a creature of habit. Yeah. So not not actually injury related and didn't cramp. Just uh, something that to do with the dog that. He would, have been, a bit of confidence. he would have been bricking himself then as he was in the lead and the winning post is there and he knows that his dog is scared of the imminent threat of the catching pen after the winning post. Well, they always used to say that uh, Bart Cummings trained his Melbourne Cup runners to peak at 3pm on the first Tuesday of November and I think Brendan Purcell's just done the same with Bronski Beat. Well, great tra- training. From Tassie as well, $18 winner in the, uh, the Sandown Cup. Oh, trained in Victoria, but yeah. Brent, bread, f- bread from Tassie. Come on, yeah. give, give the Taswegians a little... Little spark, and I'm pretty sure Brendan. Pretty sure Brendan spent some time training down in Tassie before coming back to Vic. I was saying to the fellas last night, I still don't think the market values Purcell as a trainer as much as they should. But I don't think that those big prices in features are going to last too much longer because uh, he'll definitely have dogs that make those finals, and he'll make a habit of winning them just like his good mate uh, Rob Britton. Well said, Shagger. Um, yeah, look, Bronski beat, jumped beautifully, um, got plenty of space early with True Detective from Box 7 who jumped well and moved towards the fence. Um, he skipped away to a nice lead and um, although True Detective and He Shall Power tried their hardest, they couldn't quite catch him and 41.86 was good enough to get the job done. So, yeah, well done to Brendan and um, he'll be thrilled with that win. How did the market play? How did the market play in the lead up to the race in the last 10 minutes? Were there any big goes for anything in particular? So, yeah, a fair bit of money around Fowler Enchanted. Um, and look, she, she was pretty gallant in defeat. She didn't get away the best. She was out last early and managed to rattle on for fourth, um, actually beat home the fave Rockstar Beeve in the end. So, um, yeah, that was a, a game run from her. Very nice. You know what else happened midweek? Speaking about good wins... I've almost forgotten the fans' favourite segment. Tip off the top. How can we do? That? How can we do that? Last week, saluted Burrell and Pelt Geelong. This is, of course, when the show goes to wear on SEN track around the sort of ten ten pm mark Australian Eastern Standard Time. Pull the car over. Write this down. Shagger and Kenny are going to give you a tip off the top. And last week, it saluted boys. I think we should be in plenty of time to get in for race 11 at Geelong by the time we go to air. Um, So I'm looking at a dog here to beat the fave. Number two, Go Get Boy. It's currently second fave. Um, This will be his second run back from a small little let up. He won resuming at Bendigo last start. Uh, Should be better for the run. Um, He was a runner-up in a Shep Cup heat behind Hardstyle Rico when he broke the track record. And... um, and yeah, so he's had multiple runs at Shep, this dog going sub 25-20. And if he's in that sort of form tonight, I think he'll be a really good chance to, to roll the fave who's in box three, who, who will probably lead that race as well. So that's at 10.27? Uh, 10.29, I think oh, they jump. And what, what distance are we over? That's the 400. So even better, you can not only pull over in your car... But if you're in the Geelong area and you're on the ring road, you can pull over in your car and you can stand up against the fence at the Geelong Greyhound track and you can actually watch this from the fence. So social distancing won't keep you away from the greys. You can still watch through the cyclone fencing there and cheer it on. We take no responsibility for any sort of um, 
Mm. What's wrong with that? Pulling over on the side. I don't think pulling over on the side of the freeway is exactly the safest message to convey on radio. Mate. <laughs> oh, and well, there's plenty of room there. <laughs> I'm sure you can just tell a cop. And, and can I just um, correct my uh, poor Please. speaking there? Uh, it was. A, it's actually called Get Go Boy. Just a little bit of a tongue twister for me there <laughs> early in the morning without get. my copy. So go get boy. Sorry, geez, I'll do it again. <laughs> get go boy. I'll get that to copy. win race eleven. Just give us what what boxes is out of <laughs> number two. <laughs> Kenny, you're going to WA, so probably a more normal time there. But uh, over here, it's obviously late. That's how time difference works. Yeah. So just uh, Thanks, a few man. minutes. A few minutes after uh, that. Dog of Shaggers runs. Um, if you want to get your money back on that loss, we're going to the 10.40 <laughs> in Mandura. Um, there's a $1.70 favourite in Kirtley in box one. Kirtley is the best dog in this race. So we're going for box two, junkyard spot. Kirtley doesn't like, he doesn't like the inside. He needs the outside. He was in box one last week. He did not break well at all. Two gets away well early. Hopefully, Kurt can hold off the, the dogs coming in the outside and... I think he's currently $9. Um, if you're listening in the evening as well, he should be still around that price, maybe even bigger. He looks a good each-way bet bets here, so get well, that, it on. You, that's a tip off the top. Maybe it is. a little all-up. Double. Little Michael Dubé. Hey, speaking of dogs which are uh, scared of the inside and the outside, there was a dog in Ballarat during the week <laughs> who was scared of the actual uh, the boxes. Let's have a listen to how that went down. 460 Keenley Abbey. Hello, we've got one on the loose here. Uh, what's happened here? The four has come loose of its lead and has gone 15 or 20 metres down the track but has come back to the boxes and has gone straight back to the handler. So they wheel low. Grease Lightning in front. Clear to ring craft and despite a dipsy doodle before the start's too good. Grease Lightning. <laughs> good old dipsy doodle for yeah. old Grease Lightning. Just had to get his eye in. Yeah, that's right. Good name, Grease Lightning. Good, uh, good movie. Have you ever seen anything like that before? Uh, if I have, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, they usually don't come back so quick. So well, well done there by uh, by handler or or track staff. Not not sure which one, but I think it was basically using the hat as some sort of um, get over here toy, and it came back quite quickly. So excellent job. Could Pete Riley spell R I L E Y do that? Uh, no, it wasn't Pete. No, I see. Uh, could he do that? Oh, I, absolutely, he could. But uh, still, geez, on it'd be, hat, so. be a long time since Pete Riley's been to a tier three meeting. I would have thought. Did he get his hat? And uh, maybe not sure what happened after you, the race. Maybe a little little treat. I'm saying, did did, <laughs> oh, did, did Pete, Pete get his hat <laughs> that we gave him? No, gave I haven't, him I haven't driven past Pete's oh, house. So yet. you're hanging the acid on me. You're going, where's he got to get this hat to him? And I give them to you two weeks ago. Yeah, I mate, think, I've uh, had I, the hats for one week. Uh, you promised them to him for about 18 months. Uh, I, I think uh, David Mitchell's a dollar ten to get his hat first. <laughs> no way. Well, see what Australia Post can muster up because that's been sent express to uh, to England, um, gentlemen. Gunner's done well again this week. Got a guest tease. Do you want to give the initials of the guest, maybe? CA. CA. Well, that's not going to help Critical anyone. Australia. <laughs> Jesus. Well played. We'll, we'll be back. We'll tell you who the guest is. You keep listening. Guest after the break on the non-chasers and a bit more uh, pub chat to come up here after the break. <laughs> woof, woof. Back on the non-chasers here. Nice little opening... Uh, Split there from the boys, but we've got the guest. We've got the guest who we've teased, and it's not Cricket Australia. Initials CA, Gunner. You've been 
chew my ear off to say I'm introducing this guest, a female guest. Who have we got on the non-chasers today? Yeah, so our first female our guest of the non-chasers, which is fantastic. This lady has been on the back of horses since the young age of three. She won a state-level equestrian championship. She obtained her training license in 1990, has worked across the world in the UK, USA and New Zealand. She formed one of the first racing partnerships, training partnerships with Father Colin in 2006. But most importantly, she's the owner of Superstar Greyhound. You tell me. Welcome, Cindy Alderson. Ooh. Well, thank you, uh, Gunnar. That's a very auspicious welcome. I only hope I can keep up with it. <laughs> sure you can, Cindy. That's a tremendous little intro- introduction. Cindy, tell us how. You, you're, a, you're a racehorse trainer, but you're, you're in the thick of it with uh, greyhound ownership. How do you, how do you balance the, the time between the two loves, we're going to say? <laughs> well, one of them's pretty easy. That's the greyhound. I don't have to do anything with that. I can just enjoy it. So I'm on the other side of the fence and I'm loving it, especially when she's going as fast as she has been. Yes, going very nicely at the moment, but stepping up in grades and coming up against the likes of uh, Simon Told Helen last night, which is uh, not not easy. No, she didn't have the best of luck last night with the draw, and um, and they're pretty fast dogs. But uh, look, she's been a um, absolute delight uh, to have. Uh, she's just such a. I don't know. I, I'm just getting a lot of enjoyment out of it, much more than I anticipated. Uh, probably. No shortage due to the fact that we read them as well at the farm. So I knew her from a young age. We'll, we'll touch on uh, your mum a little bit later on. But we want to know what's it like watching a greyhound that you own versus a horse that you train? Can you talk to some of the emotions or, or the differences <laughs> in emotion between the greyhound track and, and the thoroughbred track? Uh, I think I think with the greyhound, um, you've got a lot more freedom um, from the respect that you don't have to be answerable to anybody uh, because you're the owner. Um, and the other thing too is there's a lot of luck involved, so you know pretty early on whether you're in or out of luck with the greyhound. It's over fairly quickly. That's that's probably one of the downsides. You don't get to enjoy it for as long. But um, the other part of it is too that you don't, you're not under any pressure and you don't have to explain to anybody and you haven't got the angst uh, if the jockey's pulled the wrong rein on it or something like that. I mean, you can you can be begrudging at the other dog that might have run into it, but at the end of the day, you know that it, it comes down to luck and there's not a lot of control over that. I was going to say, oh, racing, sorry, go you on. Sort of got lots of, you've got lots of things to complain about with racing. It goes uh, on for longer. Jockey's made the wrong decision, all that oh, stuff. Oh, they do. You can't get a jockey on a greyhound. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, not, not having to deal with jockeys must be, um, must be some sort of relief at times. Well, um, at the moment, since she's been racing, we've sort of been locked out. So, But, um, yeah, it is very much just um, spectating from the outside the ring with them. But, yeah, you're right. You don't have to listen to any um, excuses um, and you don't have to make up any excuses. So. <laughs> That's a bit easier. Uh, Cindy, um, we touched on the fact that your mum is involved. Um, can you tell us a bit about your family's involvement in greyhounds, how, how they got involved and and uh, and, er- and everything in, in that sense? Okay, well, um, I my grandfather, my mother's father, um, Maureen Allen, he, he, um, he took up greyhound training later in life after coming back from the war and I think he was looking at something to keep up his exercise levels um, and he'd race pigeons and all that 
as a younger age. So there's a bit of racing in the blood there. And um, he just took up the greyhound training along with my uncle David. And uh, they had quite a bit of success. I think they had a, a world record holder in Ginger Mick and another really good dog called Black Man Ray and Cha Cha. So they had some nice dogs, but um, probably didn't get to the top level and only a small number of dogs. But I remember um, helping my grandfather walk them and feed them and just, um, and they were sort of, any of the greyhounds that didn't um, race on with them were often found inside the house as pets. So there'd be two or three of them inside the house as pets. So I developed a love for the greyhound really early on. Um, and then obviously I moved on to racing racehorses and didn't really have time. And then mum just rang out of the blue one day and said, asked me to ask Dean Lester actually something about a, a dog. And I, I didn't, I thought she was drinking. I think she said, <laughs> Star or something. I thought, oh, she's taken up drinking at her age. But, um, <laughs> She uh, was actually interested in getting a greyhound and so that's how she got the mother of these pups, uh, which is a lot of luck. And then she raced quite well uh, for Graham Joes and then she took a long while to come in season but they decided to put her in fold to, oh, sorry, in pup to <laughs> Fernando Bale. The horse terms are sneaking back in and that's um, that's the result and we raised them at the farm. Um, there was eight puppies in total and... Uh, look, I, I'm also I also have better watch out and um, Gypsy's luck as well. But uh, probably a lot of uh, you tell me is my favourite because uh, when they first got off the little kennel truck that took brought them back from um, Warrnambool where they were um, whelped, um, she was the first dog that came over to me. I was there and she licked me on the hand. So that was it. We were sealed up at that stage. Fantastic. And yeah, you've done well. Uh, excellent choice of sire to go to Fernando Bale and, and very fortunate to get eight beautiful pups out of that litter. Um, and is your mum looking at breeding any more from a lot of luck after after such success with this litter? And more yeah, importantly, if there's one that hasn't raced, <laughs> it's about to race. This is where Shagger really likes to get the angle ahead of the marketplace. Uh, well, Shaga, it's not even been conceived yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're well ahead of the marketplace. <laughs> um, so, no, the, all the pups out of that litter have been accounted for and have raced. I think there's only one that hasn't won a race. So it's been a really good litter. Um, she doesn't come into season a lot, the bitch, um, and she's currently residing with mum and dad at their house in Mornington with um, a miniature fox terrier and a silky terrier. So... Maybe they're um, maybe if she comes into season, they might give it some consideration. Um, but she isn't the youngest bitch in the world, and probably um, if she did have another litter of pups, it would be you know this would be a last litter. Yeah, Cindy, I can sense the first tri triple threat trainer combo coming on the pigeon racing, the greyhound racing, and the thoroughbred racing. That would be a bit of a spectacle. Hey, well, I want... that's right. Well, I did, we did have trotters at one stage. Oh, quite, oh wow. quite triple. What else do they race in around the world? We might just slap that on your CV too. I want to play some audio from last November. I want you to listen to this and tell me your thoughts when this finishes. Uh... I reckon I'm, I'm going all out, and I'm sorry to the connections if I put a sword in this, but this dog in race two tomorrow night at Sandown, I think it'll be featuring in the Melbourne Cup next year. It's trained by Cal Greeno, owned by horse trainer Cindy Alderson. This dog looks an absolute superstar in the making. Uh, better it? watch out. Ooh, better watch out. Better watch out in the Melbourne Cup this year. Is it a chance? Uh. Well, I think you put the, the moz on it. <laughs> I did, Cindy, and I'm, I apologise for that unreservedly. I think you mozzed him. Um, oh, I don't know. I think um, speaking to Cal about him, he, he says he has some um, mood issues. 
<laughs> Didn't know that. Not you know, I've learnt about issues with the catching pen and now nude issues. Perhaps brought on no, by all mood. the pressure oh, of mood. the uh, boot. I said nude, nude issues. I was like, what? I've been worried if a dog had nude issues. <laughs> yeah, There's not much say, we can do. That's right, mate. Um, Cindy, there's a. This might seem like a weird. This might now. This might seem like a weird question, but there's a dog racing tomorrow night in uh, Cannington called Cindy's Oliver. Now, do you have any sentimental connection to the name Oliver by any chance? Is it your pet's name? Is it uh, your no. first love? No, no <laughs> sentimental training. No. Okay, okay, no. all right. Well, that not uh, not Damien Oliver. No, not at this stage. <laughs> well, we, we good, heard qu- it there. good question, Patty. Craig oh, Williams is no stuff. dice. They will be on. <laughs> Better places to come, Oliver. Okay, well we might um, bypass it for a, for an moment. But there was, I think there was one. I can't remember its name, but it was in You Tell Me's first race, and it had Cindy in its name, and it ran second. And I probably should have taken the Cornella, but I'm not a betting person, and uh, I think the Cornella paid really well that day. Very nice. Smoke and Cindy, I think that was. Yeah, it was. It was Smoke and yep. Cindy. That's oh, Shagger, the encyclopedia of greyhound <laughs> racing. Um, I'll tell you what, Shagger. I hope you don't um, pick one of my dogs out. <laughs> no, Shagger will will put some uh, some thrust into it. Kit Gunner, on the other hand, he'll be the he'll be the mutter. Yeah, I won't, I won't <laughs> do it to you again, Cindy. Uh, no. Given the family history, was there ever a thought to go down the greyhound training path? Um, no, not initially, but I must admit when I first got this, when we got this litter and we went and watched them trial when they were getting broken in and that, I thought, oh, I might do this. But Dwayne Dunn did mention to me that, um, we were talking about it one day, he said, uh, stick to what you know. So I decided <laughs> not, to, not to take on the greyhound training industry. Fair enough. I probably would be really bad at it anyway, I think, because, <laughs> um, you know, I, I just... Yeah, I'm just not. It's not for me. I don't think. But mm. I, I mean, Cal's doing a great job, so I'm not complaining. Not at all. You do a great job, Cindy. To wrap up, we play a game with our guests on the non-chasers, and normally it's called Know Your Tracks. Um, but you know, you're not being the greyhound trainer. I won't quiz you on greyhound trap distances. I'm going to quiz you whether or not you know uh, of the thoroughbred tracks with greyhound tracks in the middle. So I'm going to give you three, and it's a true or false. Has it got? Has this thoroughbred track got a greyhound track in the middle, all right? Okay. Question number one, nice easy one just to find your feet. Cranbourne, yes or no? True. True. Very quick, sharp. I like it. Question two, Bundaberg, Queensland. False. True. It's got a nice little grass track, I believe, up there in Bundaberg. Yeah, there's no grass anywhere else. It's just barren. (laughs) Could be what the problem is. It might have been a racetrack. And the lucky last, question three, Trelgan. True. Correct. Two out of three, that's a pass mark. Well done, Cindy. Very good stuff. Now, Cindy, before you go, give everything a plug that you've got going. If it's it's Twitter, your website, etc. If uh, people have got so much money from backing you, tell me that they want to get involved in buying a thoroughbred, uh, give your business a plug. Uh, well, we're just, it's pretty simple. It's just cindy at alderson.com.au or reception at alderson.com. But uh, not a lot on offer. Um, probably a, the nicest horse at the moment I think that's on offer is in a stern filly, but she hasn't gone on the website yet with the coronavirus. We've been a bit reluctant to um, worry about that. But she's out of um, Grey Song's family, so she's just broken in. We're really happy with her. So, yeah, if you want to get involved, give us a bell. All right, and you've got an what you, and you've got to run her tomorrow. Can uh, you tip? Tip our loyal audience into into one tomorrow. Uh, I think he probably wants further than a mile at this stage. So all right, um, honest. That's just um, getting him 
up and going. A name for the Black Book? Play Me Now. Play Me Now. I like it. Cindy, thank you very, very much for coming on the Non-Chasers. We appreciate your time. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Cindy. Thanks, Cindy. Cheers. Look at that, that Gunner. You're still very, very excited. You're bouncing around the room. We'll take a quick break on the Non-Chasers and we'll be back with more after this. Welcome back to the Non-Chasers here for Sportsbet and SEN Track. Nice little collaboration. Gunner. Kenny, just Shaggy, Gun- up, Shaggy, Shaggy, I'm just calling Shaggy. <laughs> Gunner's still Rubens. very, very up and about after that chat to old Cindy Alderson. Very, very exciting stuff. Well done, Gunner. You seem to be getting some good guests on this thing. It's a little bit of a calling for you. Um, I like it. Race analysis, the beauty of this show. We've got two of Sportsbet's very best greyhound traders and Kenny held me down uh, prior to recording for this show and said, I have some winners in WA. All right, throw me a bone at Cannington and I will find you some winners. So without further ado, Cannington race two, that rhymes. Uh, we've got a little uh, selection, a little platter of bets from the great Irish Hawk in Kenny. Number one, Zach Manelli, your favourite, $2.05. Number seven, Fernando Star, $3.20. Take it away, Kenny. Race two, Cannington, Saturday night. Yeah, so in race two, we're, we're going for the, the favourite here in box one, Zach Manelli. He's not the fastest away, but he... He's the fastest dog home in WA. He he just absolutely flies home. He's got the reel here. He's been in box eight the last two times out, so he just hasn't got the run. Um, there's a danger in box seven, th- Fernando Starr, but he needs to lead, and I just think if Zach's on the reel, he'll run him down anyway. So, Zach Minnelli. Zach Minnelli, just straight up yeah. and down. Get on. Straight through the barrel of the eyes, Zach Minnelli. Does that make sense? Straight down the barrel of the eyes? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think you've uh, mixed metaphors there. <laughs> You're a bit of a rocket surgeon. I said the other day, I said I'm chomping at the bit like a duck to water. Excellent. Just <laughs> had a good little conglomeration of metaphors. Yeah. Uh, what else you got for us? Shows a set? creativity. What else you got for us? Um, cool crispy go air at Cannington. Um, we're going to go to a race four. Um, and again, we're going for another dog that absolutely flies home. Um, Campini hasn't raced in over a month. Um, this dog's a track record holder. I, I think it's well known throughout the industry that when Campini's in box one at Cannington, just get on. Um, he, he's he's facing a couple of good dogs here. Like he, he's facing the up and coming dogs of this year. Campini was the champion of last year with Red Capanelli and Cindy Oliver in three and four. But I just I cannot bet against this dog in box one. He's he's an absolute champion when he's got the real at Cannington and expect a big run. Kenny, do you? Have you missed I'm in bed of the century here? Cindy's Oliver? We've just spoken to Cindy Olsen <laughs> and you're diverting. Yeah. Get on trap one, Campini. <laughs> We're not even... Let's not worry about Cindy's Oliver and Omens. Just buy Campini box one. You got anything else for us at Cannington? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll briefly skip through the rest of the card. Um, Risk 5 is the WA Oaks, uh, Grip 2 Risk. Um, Mermaid Minnelli in box one opened up favourites here. I don't know why, because the dog in box two, Thrift Minnelli, ran it down very easily last week. Like, Mermaid bombs out. It's, it's one of the fastest dogs away in WA, but it just it's, it's, it just doesn't stay. It doesn't look like me. It will stick out the race. So, um, Thrift Minnelli should be around the 270 mark or something like that. Is it scared of the catching pin? 
<laughs> is that the new excuse for doesn't stay? He's scared of the home stretch. Scared of this catching pin. Um, if I was post. a greyhound, I'd pull that excuse out all the time. Just got a stitch at the 400. I was scared of the catching pin. <laughs> what about the first time they go round it? Like the first lap? Oh, Last night. Maybe travelling so fast that they don't think about it. Hmm. And then I'm going to jump to, <laughs> to race eight. Um, eight to excel in box four. Um, good early pace. Um, he, he's shorting the market at the minute. I think he might get a lot, like, you'll, you'll get a better price than what he is at the minute. So hopefully when that punters are listening, he'll be maybe around the 350 mark. And race nine, premium share, came back a few weeks ago, and he's just not getting a run at all. He, he's in box eight this time, so he's just got, he's got plenty of space. And like, if, if he doesn't win this race, then... There's going to be serious question marks about this dog, but I just have to I keep betting them, and I'm I'm going to go back them again here. Box eight, race nine. So you've dollied up with five tips at Cannington. Yeah, we're going to have a long montage you, next you, week. You, you, you <laughs> want it on the montage, doesn't he? Um, he wants his voice. Just, to just to remind actual. the punters to multi up there as well. Get your super Yankees, your Yankees, your East West <laughs> travels on. Gamble responsibly, of course. Love a Yankee. Well, hey, well, this is the point of multis. Like bet small, win big. You can't go wrong. <laughs> The derby last week, catch the thief, smoked him. Yeah, where um, to for catch the thief? Catch the thief. I think he did with with Matza and I can't remember the other dog, but he matched the uh, split record of Cannington. Um, he ran down to the back straight. He was he did quicker times than Simon Tolhell did around Cannington, and um, this is this is definitely a serious dog. I think he looked like a good up and comer before the race, but. That runner in Cannington, it's put him at the front end of the Melbourne Cup market and very excited about what he can do when he comes back over to Vic. I think he's going to stay in WA for the Winter Cup, but he'll be back in Melbourne and very, very exciting dog. I like that. Good analysis. Cannington, cool, crispy air. I pass the baton over to Shagor. All right. What have you got <laughs> to do? Shagor. <laughs> on Saturday night at the Z Meadows. Uh, yeah, race one at the Meadows. I thought... Number one, 60s rocker would be very hard to beat there. Happy with it drawn on the rails. Should prove too strong. Inga Ollie is a good place chance there. It's got some good early pace. Um, if something were to go amiss with a fave, you know, you could do worse than having your money on Inga Ollie. Um, we do have a special on races one and two at the Meadows. So if you're betting with sports bet um, and your dog comes second or third, um, bonus bets back up to fifty dollars. You know, for races one and two. AKA, what's it also known as? Oh, what, what, what was your name? What did you the safety net. Safety net. Safety That's net. Right. Uh, Come on. Yes. I forgot your little term for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little dismissive backhander there by Shaga. <laughs> well, no, sorry. No it's, a, no, it's a very good description of it. Um, race. <laughs> and I'm being serious. He's perked up with our coffee, hasn't he? Yes. <laughs> Tea. All right, Shag. Next. Uh, dripped in sarcasm this segment. <laughs> Race two. Uh, thought number two, he shall blitz um, would win this one. Um, and, I, and I'll just mention while we're uh, on race two, this is actually sadly named in honour of Karen Leake who passed away this week. So, um, don't know a lot of detail about that, um, but very sad and shocking news indeed. And she's been a big contributor to the greyhound racing industry. I see. Um, so best wishes going out to... Uh, Karen's family and friends. Absolutely. Um, but on on this race here, uh, I do think He Shall Blitz will be very, very difficult 
um, to beat. I think the inside suits. The three and the four keep off the track. Uh, one may The one may shift off a bit as well, but I, I actually think He Shall Blitz will settle behind the one, so shouldn't be too much dramas. And, yeah, when those the one, three and four shift off, I think he should be able to get a nice rails run and go around to win that race. Uh, if you were looking for something to bet at a bit more juicy odds, um, given the safety net, as Paddy would say, uh, Chun Li drawn out wide there. He, uh, can show good early pace. He was a last up, uh, last up winner at uh, Bendigo 28 flat. So that's uh, a very fast run and could be could be worth a little dabble there as well. Like it. Have you got a little same racer for us, Shagger? Uh, so oh, I guess in, in that race could probably go with He Shall Blitz uh, for the win and Chun-Li top three. She's, well, uh, I actually refer... You don't want to uh, add a little bit more meat on the bone. You know, I like a little bit of marble on my steak. <laughs> well, we will throw in the three for a That's top it. four. So, yeah. Oh, so there's a bit of marble and maybe a little bit of mushroom sauce on that as well. <laughs> That's juicy little same racer. I like it quite a lot. Gunner, we're going to take a break. Good we're stuff. Gonna come, we're going to come back. We're going to wrap it up on the non-chasers. Dog food. Nice theme this week. Show me the money. We're going to bounce back. Non-chasers three-quarter multi. See you after the break. Welcome back to the non-chasers for Sportsbet and SEN Track. A nice little combination there, a little multi that you could multi up and have a little bit of fun with. We're in the final straight. We're not going to do a Bronski beat and get a little bit nervous of the catching pen here because we've got everyone's favourite segment. Ah, chum is so chumpy, you get carved. Dog food. Brought to you by chum dog food. So good, so tasty. You like chum dog food, don't you, don't you, don't you Kenny? I mean, gunner. <laughs> Not to eat. You <laughs> never tried it myself. You'd be the sort of man who'd eat dog food, you weirdo. Let's play. Can we test our buzz place for Wasn't everyone? Kenny's who's... uncle that did the ad. The, was it the voice? Oh, probably was. Right. What's this? Oh, Kenny's out of the loop. <laughs> he's too, what too, are you he's... saying about my uncle? What? <laughs> your uncle from Scotland, because it's a Scottish voice that does the jump out. Oh, anyway. so it's it's not Australian. He said your uncle's a dog get. food eater. <laughs> um, for those who don't understand how this works, this is a little quiz. Dog food. Now, this is either the name I'm about to put forth is either a dog or it's a pub-related theme. Oh, Pubs okay. have reopened in Victoria next week and in New South Wales, if you're listening there, and other states, they already have. But thank God that pubs have reopened and so much so, I thought, I'm going to make it the theme of dog food. So can everyone please test their buzzers? Gunner, what's your buzzer? Gunner, Gunner. Uh, boring. Kenny? Campini. Oh, Shagger. Corona. While we're on the oh, theme of pubs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just a strange left of center. Oh, I, thought we got the, I thought we were talking about pub related stuff. Okay, well, mate, I'm not going to argue with your buzzer. At the end of the day, you do what works for you. <laughs> it's an um, old buzzer. Music in the background. Did you notice the music? Well, I, I'm, on that joyous jig. Well, the pub's being back open. I'll, I'll change my buzzer to social distancing. Oh, okay, fine. You do that. Uh, the little music in the background this week, a little Irish-related, hopefully to get Kenny over the line uh, this time. He's pretty ordinary when it comes to dog food. Can tip a winner, but can't tip a dog food. Uh, he, was let's start. A play- he was in a playoff last week. That's a bit yeah, harsh. Uh, yeah, well, 
Don't, no one remembers who came second, uh, Gunner. Let's uh, start. I can't even remember who won. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one. Is this a dog or a pub-related term? Pub crawl. Social distancing. Gunner? I reckon there's a dog named Pub Crawl, so I'm going dog. You're correct. Unraced dog 2000. One nil to I don't remember that dog. No, I don't. I actually thought it had <laughs> raced, so I, yeah. No. Your thought process was correct. Question mm-hmm. two. Drink the froth. Social distancing. What? I'm going to go dog. Correct. Yes. <laughs> you guys are just so hail Mary here. It's a 50-50 chance. I don't know. <laughs> Question three. Counter meal. Corona. Mm, pub. Correct. Shagger, <laughs> aka Corona, gets on the board. Question four: Pint a Guinness. Corona. Campini. Shagger. He loves it too fast. Dog. No. Wolf, Wolf. He's correct, really? <laughs> and he draws level with one question to go. Here we go. Here we. This is what the dog food fans live for. <laughs> question five: Lunchtime carbonara. Corona. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for a Shagger? Pub. 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 Yes! He's got it. <laughs> Look at that. He's done a swift fantasy. He's dropped to the back of the field and swept over the top of Gunner. No need for a tiebreaker this week because Shagger has gone bang, bang, bang in every question right in dog food. Well played to the uh, to all those of you who are listening at home or in the car or um, wherever you were listening. I hope you enjoyed. I feel like that quiz is unfair. There's nobody in Ireland's ever gone to the pub for a carbonara. <laughs> Jesus. Not, not a lunchtime carbonara. <laughs> Not even the Irish music in the background can help this man. It, it, it's, no. it's tough. <laughs> <sighs> um, okay. Show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. All right. Let's bounce back here. Show me the money. AKA our best of the week. This is where we knuckle down and give you our best of the weekend. Last couple, yours truly here, can just sort of find the drum. Last week I had Fire Legend came third. We'll probably win this week, but I'm not going for Fire Legend this week. I'm going to the Meadows Race 11, number six, the Chisler. <laughs> the Chisler. $3.10 you can currently get about the Chisler. You see, I put a bit of mayo on that for the montage next yeah, week. The I'll, Chisler. I like it. What do you got for us? Got $100 on the Chisler. If I was a fitness coach, I reckon I'd name myself the Chisler. <laughs> Welcome back to your boot camp with Andrew the Chisler. Gunner. <laughs> I'm certainly not the Chisler. Uh, I'm going to... This is a really handy little race at the Meadows tomorrow night. Uh, race number six over the 600. I'm going for the dog in box two, last hurrah, trained by Brett New Year's Eve. Got Lucy's Milo on the inside. And if it clears Lucy's Milo, I think it'll go on and win this race. So race six, number two, last hurrah. Ooh, like it. I like it. We put a bit of emphasis on our selections. Just to give them a bit of flavour for the montage. Kenny. Um, I'm going to go for a multi. Um. What? He's <laughs> trying to make up ground already. He's gone for a multi. Show me the money. This is just—is this rule breaking? Because it, it sort of is rule breaking, but I will allow it and let it be known if it doesn't lob, a proper reprimand will be enforced. <laughs> the coffees will be bought by you next week, and I tell you what—the way Shag is going, you might need five next week. So <laughs> it sounded like you were sort of going with your objection 
and you've said objection noted but overruled. So next <laughs> week, um, we make the call after <laughs> they win. What do you? What's your multi? We're going for race two, box one, Zach Minnelli. Race four, box one, Campania Cannington. Just a little dabble. All up. I thought he was going to roll in with a, with a third selection there. It's just a really, really <laughs> One in each race at Cannington. <laughs> well, $10 okay. lucky 15. I, I will <laughs> reserve my judgment on your selection uh, next week. Shagger. Well, I was going to go just race two, number two, but if we're doing these multis. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, look, I will just to make it. I don't want I can, I can just <laughs> see the blood drain from your face when I mention <laughs> multi again, so I'll, I'll spare you. But anyone just quietly out there that wants to multi up, race one, number one, Meadows, race two, number two, Meadows. Is race one, number one, Fire Legend? No. No. No, it's not. That's race three, isn't it? That's race can you give five. Us a, can you give us their name just for montage? Uh, so, so that was sixties rocker is yep. race one number one Meadows, um, but my if we're just going to stick with one race two number two at the Meadows, he shall blitz. Like it. Do you have a favourite sixties rocker, Shaga? Not particularly. No, not off the top of your head. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Mate, only music he needs is Here Comes the Money. Mate. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Richie, sings, that. Richie sings on repeat. Establish that. You know how Spotify do the like, year in recap at the end of the year? His will be, that will be daylight. That first, daylight second. Um, the three-quarter multi. The non-chasers multi. Didn't log last week, which is a rarity. No, nah, got to half time and uh, yeah, mustn't have been enough in the oranges. I will say about last week's multi that it, that is probably one of the biggest overs I've ever seen since well, I started working the, in the gambling that's industry. That's the idea of it. Mm. That is it, the idea and the beauty of the non-chasers multi. Well, going again this week, what have we got? Who's who's going to kick us off? Yeah, la- last we'll hurrah, the place. Yeah, paying what? Dollar thirty. Dollar thirty. You know who I'm going to place? Um, Chisler. The Chisler. A dollar thirty-five. Kenny. I'm going to stick with uh, one of the dogs I've mentioned a few times now, uh, Box 2 Cannington, or Race 2 Box 2, start again. Race 2 Box 1 Cannington, oh, me to start Zach Minnelli. I might not, I might leave that. No, you can leave that in, it's fine. Um, it's a dollar twenty-four to place, Zach Minnelli. You can run that over the top of Shagger's, what was it? Go get him, get him, oh, go. Yeah, I'm not even going to attempt to say that dog's well, name again. currently the multi's paying about $2.10. What's Shagger going to add to the equation? To the mix. Race 10. The melting pot. Race 10 at the Meadows. Number two, Rico Boss. Paying? $1.30 a place. The okay. Boss. Well, that pays $2.80. Are we going to give three bucks? Um, Come on. Give three so bucks what, the, and the insurance. So so we all, so we ended up at $2.80 for four legs this week. Yeah. Jeez, we've gone a lot skinnier. Well, yeah, because someone didn't want to put their nuts on the line and just... Puts that inject a bit of value. All right, language has got a bit blue in our third week. Why, why don't we just go no, uh, peanuts? And even two dollars fifty, six to four, but only three legs have to get up. It's fine by me. All right, you only need three. That's right. That should be winning. Well, we say that, but it's I'm going to go as far as giving it the pea gush. I can guarantee that that will win. All right, fair enough. And you only need three legs. <laughs> I'm not sure the P. Garshag and guarantee tick of approval means a hell of a lot, but anyway. Has that ever worked before? Get I me wouldn't up. have thought so. Get me up on the trading floor, mate. I'll uh, give you a few more of them. Boys, I think that just about wraps us up. Fast and loose, as per. Sadly, I must say that there will be no non-chasers next week. Oh, Because I'll be away. Yay! <laughs> as always, listeners, most important message. Please gamble responsibly if you are going to follow us in on any of these 
tips that we've thrown up on this Fast and Loose Greyhound show, whether it be Cannington, whether it be the Meadows, or whether it be at Murray Bridge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Straight track at Murray Bridge. That's all. Game responsibly. Hooroo. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.